0: all right you're now tuned in to the follow through with clips and drew emergency podcast patrick beverly mr 94 feet has been traded to memphis we're taking back eric bledsoe he's coming back to the squad we have a lot to say about this situation and what this means for the clippers moving forward it's the follow through with clips and drew emergency podcast
1: This station is conducting a test of the emergency
0: broadcasting system. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with clips. And Drew, the True Players podcast, emergency podcast, Drew. We're not counting this as 204. Uh, a lot of shit came out of left field yesterday. Patrick <laughs> Beverly is now not on the team after we just spent, uh, you know, most a lot of the episode on 203 talking about how the Clippers are just going to run it back. And then... Out of nowhere, Rondo, Oturu, and 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 Pat Bev are traded for Eric Bledsoe coming back home. <laughs> who, who would have thought? I think the, the messed up thing, Drew, is like, and I was posting on our page, too, like, Pat Bev was literally just in Vegas, sitting courtside, watching our team play, and then he gets traded. Now, you hit me up right when it happened, obviously, and I had to I had to let it set, set, sit in for a minute and think yep. about it, and I don't hate it. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I don't hate it. I hate the fact that we're losing Patrick Beverly. If you listen to our show, you know how much I love Patrick Beverly. You know how much I think the intangible stuff that he does for our team being a leader, the fact that he shows up every single night. I mean, so many great memories with Pat Beverly, the historical at Oracle. Uh, I mean, Christmas day on LeBron opening night against Lonzo, like a lot of great moments. He had big moments for us in the playoffs too. Um, losing Ray Jean, I think if hindsight's 2020, the Rondo the Rondo experiment didn't work for us, right And like looking back at the playoffs like would you have rather had Lou Williams? Yeah, I would have a lot. I would have rather had Lou Williams. But we got to look at we got to look at it from the clippers standpoint. It's obvious that we're buying into Reggie Jackson, right? We've bought in with Reggie Jackson. I think looking at our summer league talent, we're seeing these guards that we have that are actually turning out to be pretty good. Will that translate to them getting like major minutes in the regular season? I don't know, but Preston and Boston both have been impressive in the summer league games that they've played. Now, Patrick Beverly and Rondo were both on expiring deals. Um, It's just, he was the heart of our team, you know? And I guess maybe the writing might've been on the wall after the, after the Chris Paul incident, because, that was real fucked up in Bush League, and like we kind of can't put ourselves in those positions in important games, even though our season was over at that point. But Bledsoe's coming back. Now, if you want to revive your career, come back to L.A. Just ask Nicholas Petum and Reggie Jackson. Maybe this, this can be a turning point. We've been adamant about Eric Bledsoe not necessarily being a great point guard, but being a good backup, I think he'll be great at and he does bring, you know, a career of 14 points a game. Um, suspect shooter, just like uh, Pat Beverly was, even though he got better as the season moved on. So another thing, Pat Beverly is going to fit in great in Memphis. Okay. That, if, if he could go anywhere, I know Memphis very well. If anybody is synonymous with the grindhouse, that's Patrick Beverly and they're going to embrace him and love him. But let me get your take on it, Drew. what do you think about it?
1: My reaction was similar to yours. Like, I, I was just really surprised to see him go, right? The Clippers were super quiet for the most part of this offseason. This was the most shocking move that they've made. Um, and I think, honestly, I mean, if we're talking about it realistically, I think it came down to money, right? Like, that was the big um, aspect of this of this trade for the Clippers. You know, getting off of Pat Beverly's money. Uh, you know, Bledsoe's not, he's not cheap. Uh, 18-1, just, right? Yeah, 18. I'm looking at it right now. He, he, this next year, he's getting 18. Uh, and the following season, he's getting 19.3. So Bledsoe's not cheap, but getting Rondo off and getting Beverly O'Toro was just a throw-in, I think. Um, I think the money actually works in the Clippers' favor, from what I understand.
0: Well, this is what it is. It's it's we took our, our tax our tax break from 125 to 95, knocking $30 million off the tax. And then what also happens is we have an 8.3 kicker trade exemption, which we can either go out and go get two players or maybe put that towards, you know, I'm really, I've been really looking at Paul Millsap. I would love to add him to our team if we can get him for that. But it, you know, we had a 5.3 now we have an 8.3. So it's, it's up $3 million. So again, going back to what we have stated before, Companies don't like to be in the tax in, you know, owing 125 million in taxes, knocking 30 million off of that is very important.
1: Right. And so I think that's really where it's coming from. Obviously, uh, I'm sure the Clippers organization was probably pretty sad to see Pat Bev go because of his his emotions and everything that he brings to the table, the intangibles, the reason that we continue to praise him as a player. Uh, You know, it's not because of necessarily the stat sheet. It's because all the effort and energy stuff that we talk about. But it is interesting because if you go back now, what to me, what I look at is it's okay. You traded Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. And essentially you got Eric Bledsoe for that, right? Like if you just break it down, right? Because you, you gave away Lou Williams, you got Rondo in return. And then now he's being flipped with Beverly for Bledsoe. And to me, that's bad, right? When I, when I think of it in those terms, that's terrible. You don't want to give up Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly and only get Eric Bledsoe in return. Um, and I do think it's interesting because I, I was of the, uh, of the mindset that trading Lou Williams last year was the best bet for you. I thought he was the highest value that you could get in return. I thought the Rondo thing was going to work better. Just, I think like you did, we too. All I, thought did. That was gonna, I thought that was going to click for them and it really did not seem to click at all. Uh, so I get it. I right. Like, I just think if, if you could do it over again, my guess is you'd probably try and just trade up straight Patrick Beverly uh for for rondo instead of having to do the lou williams thing right then you can keep uh rondo and and then perhaps you could still keep lou williams maybe moving forward but that's you know that's all in the past now i think bledsoe will do fine for the clippers it's really great for you guys to have some injury insurance as well right so if if uh reggie goes down for for a minute like you know bledsoe's a serviceable backup he can come in in a pinch and start for the team obviously i think his role is firmly entrenched as the second point guard for the team, um, and then moving to Memphis. And the Memphis part is weird to me because, again, I think they've been doing some interesting things, uh, bringing in Stephen Adams, bringing in Bledsoe. I thought perhaps that, that it was going to be Steven Adams that was going to be flipped there um, and move forward, and, and the Grizzlies would keep Bledsoe. But now it's now we see they they move Bledsoe and they bring in a nice little package. Honestly, I mean, who knows if if either patrick beverly or rondo will stay on the grizzlies my guess is the grizzlies will move on from at least one of them i think i think pat bev should be the one that they keep uh considering the the lack of defensive pressure that they have at the guard position um you know and and i think pat bev can be huge kind of rally the team it is still uh the grizzlies are still a very young team and so I think he will he can kind of be the locker room leader. We'll see how that works, though, because not everybody is going to enjoy Pat, be- Pat Bev's level of enthusiasm at times, I think. Right. Uh, but the, I think the interesting piece for the Grizzlies is like, look, you, you did this Steven Adams-Bledsoe thing, and now you've turned that into uh, Pat Bev and, and Rondo, and, and Steven Adams is still there for now. It's like, okay, what's next? That's what I think for Memphis is like, now looking at that, what, do, what are they keeping – What can they get for Rondo? Do they just want to keep it as it is and run it like this? I think clearly Rondo needs to be moved um, because I just, I don't see him wanting to back up John Morant and then also kind of like be in a weird spot to play with Patrick Beverly all the
0: time. I just think that that's not. Remember we didn't, we didn't like Rondo and Beverly playing together either. Like it just (laughs) didn't work for me at all. Exactly. It It just did not work. You know, if you want to go deeper in it, Drew, I mean, now we officially have nothing left from the Chris Paul trade. Right. We got Trez and, and Lou and Pat Bev and then uh, uh, one more. I think we Steve. Uh, we got one more dude. I forgot. But now they're all Wesley gone. Johnson. No, God, no, um, <laughs> no. So I let's not, let's get off Memphis and let's continue with the Clippers, though, really. Sure. Fast. I do think that this is going to be there's a bigger play involved in this. All right. I, I really do. Cause now we had, we had a lot of guard depth and now it's like, okay, are the, are the rookies really going to get a chance to get the burn? Cause now we're looking at Reggie uh, uh, Bledsoe and, you know, T man who doesn't even really run the point. So are we going to let these other rookies go uh, and, 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 you know, get some burn. So I, I don't necessarily know. I think it's so funny now, now, like, I posted on our page last night, like now everybody's telling us how valuable Patrick Beverly is and how much, you know, we're going to we're going to miss him. Like you guys didn't give a fuck about Patrick Beverly. You guys hate Patrick Beverly. Right. You hate him. And now you're talking about what losers we are for getting rid of him. Look, we again, if, if you have Patrick Beverly on your team, you are going to love Patrick Beverly trust me he's going to make your locker room better he's intense he's going to show up every single day and like the thing that sticks out and shout out to my boy clipper cook who said the same thing too like you know patrick beverly's famous quote you know after game was like yo we do this for the people in the back we show up for the blue collar people that are coming to the games and you know spending money for tickets we're we're going to show out every single night so it it's going to be a loss but offensively, like, I don't know if we really if we took an L, like if if Bledsoe still got a lot in the tank, you know, like we loved him as a clipper. We hated getting rid of him, but we knew he was going to have to get paid. And I think Bledsoe's also at a at a at a point in his career where it's like, shit, man, I still have a lot to prove. Shit didn't work out in Phoenix. It it didn't work out in, in Milwaukee. I mean, he was clowned in Milwaukee. They were happy to get rid of him. And to be honest, Drew, like I, I'm happy to take him. I think he's going to be do well for us in, in the backup role. And like you said, he can start too, if need be. Bledsoe can start, and you know, the, Pat and and Bled were almost making the same amount of money. So if you think about it, if we're paying Patrick Beverly 16 million, 17 million, and we're only getting seven points, six points, like maybe it's just not worth it. I, I just think that, um, and Pat had nothing but good things to say. You know what I mean? He said nothing but good things to say to the organization. I'm sure he felt a little blindsided being in Vegas two nights ago and then, you know, coming home and you're like, Oh, okay. Going to Memphis now, you know? So I do think it's a play for a a bigger, a bigger move. I don't know what that move is going to be. I just keep seeing Millsap. What do you think about that? What do you think about a Millsap pickup?
1: I like that. Yeah. I think that, I think that helps. I think Millsap. I mean, the the one thing about Millsap is he's, he's, he's pretty toasted, right? Like he's, (laughs) he's serviceable now, but you know, he's barely dunking. Uh, you saw him pretty much get kind of played out of the, the lineup in Denver as the younger guys have started to emerge um, in that in that system. So I do think he can offer something. I thought the Warriors might might throw a little bit of money at him because they could use a guy like that in their system, I think, a small ball five kind of a thing. Uh, but, yeah, if you guys end up with him too, then that's great also. Uh, I But he's going to be one of those guys that might get kicked around by a couple teams and maybe settles on a contender like the Clippers or – you know, like the Warriors or somebody out there that could use his services.
0: Yeah, and nobody's really picked him up. The only guys that are left right now is like Lori, your boy Lori, and and Millsap. And I think there's just a couple more. but is a restricted free agent. Oh, okay. But- That part is why I think it's
1: taking so long.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, But Josh Hart just signed. I saw right before we jumped on here. He Mm -hmm. just got a nice deal from the Pelicans. Finally, the Pelicans doing something right. They're paying somebody. Wow. Josh Hart deserves that money. That guy works his fucking ass off. He's gonna be in. He's like he's going to be in the league for 15 years. That guy is just gonna keep playing. He may never score more than 12 points a game, but I think he'll be around for a while. Right. So shout out to Josh Hart, former Lakers. Would have loved to kept him. But uh, anyway. I think you hit on something that was pretty um interesting and I think it was it was correct about the youth. I think your team is really happy with their draft selections and I think they see Jason Preston out there as like a, you know a, a rookie that can come in and play. Uh you know not going to start but having him having him available as your third point guard. I think that's pretty legitimate and I think you saw some good stuff from him in summer league to to make you go okay, well, you know this guy is not—he's not Pat Bev, he's not Eric Bledsoe. Preston, who I'm talking about here, is he's, hes definitely a scorer. He likes to go to the rack. He likes to pass the ball. He likes to—you know—play offensively. He's got good handles. Uh, so that guy, I think, is—is is pretty promising for you. And I think now with the space that you have, you have to turn to those guys. And—and and I think that's—I think that's got to be a great little vote of confidence for Preston. Uh, and who knows? I could be way wrong. That he—he he could just be the G League guy for the, for the Aguacaliente Clippers. <laughs> oh. Uh, but I, I I don't think so. I think he's going to be able to, to you know, with the space that you have now, sh- prove that he should be on the NBA roster and then give him, you know, whatever, eight minutes, eight minutes a night when you when you need it and see what he can do.
0: Well, I think it. I think, it, like you said, I mean, getting rid of Bev and Rondo cutting into our our point guard, our guard roles, we they had to have seen something in the kid to be like, you know what, we can probably get this money off of the books and let, let, let's run with the young buck and see if he could play. And he can play. Like you said, the guy can get buckets. I mean, the NBA is completely different, but he can get buckets. And look, I, for, for the Clipper fans that are listening, you know, losing Pat Bev sucks. Cause you know, we, we were attached to Pat Bev. Um, there's not too many players like him. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to ever put on a Clipper Jersey. Uh, you can't say that this guy, you know, ever half-assed anything. You know, he's he's the epitome of betting on yourself. And we've talked about it to death about Patrick Beverly. And he plays like that every single night. Um, And I think he's going to be do well in, in Memphis. Like you said, I don't think Rondo's going to be around there. Somebody will want Rondo. He shit. He might come back to the Lakers if they can get him for a good price. Who who knows? Everybody wants to come back to the Lakers, right? If you played for the Lakers in the last 10 years, you can come back and play for us this year too. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. And it'd be a great pickup. I wish it would have worked out a little more. I, I I was surprised at the, at the lack of minutes that he played in the playoffs for us. And I, you know, I don't really know why that happened. I know we could have used Lou Williams to get some buckets um, and to get points on the board, but look, man, this is the thing: we have to make up points for the lat for Kawhi Leonard not being there for most of the season. Somebody's going to have to get points, whether it be Bledsoe or Preston or Reggie. Paul can't can't literally carry us like he did the final three weeks of the NBA season. He just cannot. I mean, he can, but he's going to be so worn down by the end of the year that you know I don't know what the playoffs are going to look like with him. So. It comes like, look, this is totally different too. like when Montrez chose to go to the Lakers and not resign with us. That one hurt and really pissed us off. The fact that we had to get rid, you know, we got rid of Patrick Beverly. It wasn't his choice. I mean, shit, everybody wants to stay in L.A. Everybody wants to be a Clipper and a Laker and live in Los Angeles and whatnot. And um, it sucks. It's hard. But remember, guys, this is a business. And this happens, right? It does happen. You can't just keep pe- people on your roster because the fans really like him. This isn't Udonis Haslam, you know, unfortunately. Uh, if Patrick Beverly was $4 million a year, we'd probably still have him, but he's not. He makes a lot of money, and it's, it's a, an expiring deal, and that $30 million off the books is a big deal. And again, I, I'm, I'm it's like beating a dead horse. I I just think there's one more move left for the Clippers. I don't know what that move is going to be. I don't know. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge is trying to come back. You know, the Millsap thing might happen. I think we need more scoring. We need to find somebody that's going to – you know, I think we're pretty locked in on defense, I think. We have a, we have a nice group – group of defenders. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what we're going to do about Boogie, because if we can keep Boogie, there's a lot of depth at the center position with Ibaka and Zubak and Boogie. But I think we could use, I mean, every team can use more scoring, right, Drew? Like, everybody can use some more scoring. So uh, I just don't necessarily know uh, what's out there for us. Uh, there's got to be a bigger play. I mean, we wouldn't have done it if there's not a bigger play. So God it's so sad though man I love Bev. yeah that, and that's the part that's the
1: part that sucks right The Lakers lost Caruso and I feel like you know when that happened the, the Laker fan base was really hurting and I think it's a similar player for the Clipper fan base. we, we know that Caruso and Pat, Pat Bev aren't going to be necessarily the most important guys for each of our teams but it hurts when those guys go uh, And so yeah I, I do want to say that I think I think it's it's kind of a changing of the guard moment. For the Clippers, because it, like you said, the last of the Chris Paul trade is gone, but it's really the last of of like the core group of guys before Kawhi arrived is now gone, right? Like you think about it, Kawhi comes in and there's all these new guys, including Reggie and Paul George and Ibaka and, you know, all those guys are now, you know, kind of featuring Batum. Are featured in this team and and you're building around them and you really kind of have let go of the of the pre-Kawhi Clippers at this point with with Pat Bev kind of being the last guy to go other than like Zub. Zoob's like the only guy he's like the longest tenured Clipper now I feel like. Yeah he Uh, probably is. uh, Longest tenured I so I think that that part is interesting too because uh, you know when Kawhi resigns you know maybe maybe this is a Kawhi thing too maybe Kawhi goes you know what I don't know. I don't know how much I want to be on, on the team with Pat Bev anymore. Could right? be. I mean, because look, we, we for everything that's positive about Bev, we, we know there's a lot of negative, too. Right. You mentioned uh, some of the stuff that he does on the court. And I and we know that he's a very vocal guy in the locker room. And we know that that can sometimes rub, the, especially the superstars, it can really rub the wrong way. Um, so who knows when, you know, who knows who was behind this. And like you're saying, if, if it is a part of a bigger thing for the Clippers moving forward, then awesome. Then that means you guys have a plan and you're starting to map some shit out, but if it's not, this is okay too. I think that's the other side. If this is just it, if this is the move, you got rid of, you know, two guys that were going to cost you a lot of money, brought in a guy who's going to be a pretty servible, serviceable replacement for Pat Bev, especially I think defensively, we know Bledsoe's not really, he's not a slouch on defense. He's not Patrick Beverly, mm. but he's good. Uh, the question that I have now is, what do
0: you think your starting lineup is for this for this coming season? Okay, starting lineup's going to be Reggie, T-Man, PG, Marcus, and Zub. Or Ibaka. I think I think he's, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if Ibaka is going to start or not. I think that's the only thing that's up in the air. I think T-Man gets Kawhi's minutes right now. Um, even though he was great off the bench, so no for, Batum,
1: no Batum in that starting lineup.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, that, I think our, I, again, like our second. And Ty Lue is switches the lineups all up all the time. I mean, Nico could be good starting too. I don't know. I I think, I think it's a good problem to have, you know, like. We don't know who's going to be starting. I want a healthy Ibaka because Ibaka was so good for us last season when he was healthy. And we could have, again, we could have definitely used him in the playoffs. Would have been huge. We could have probably had a deeper run with Ibaka, but. I don't know, Drew. All I know is the 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 season's starting sooner than we think. You know, it's 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 coming. It's right around the corner. I love seeing that guys are in the gym working out. I saw Westbrook and, and LeBron getting some getting some work in the other day, which was just fucking scary seeing them together. Like, and now like Russell's got this demolition man like blonde hair. Did you notice the hair too? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I don't. Now, he's already getting to L.A. for you guys, bro. Don't go. <laughs> don't be Kyle Kuzma, dog. Don't be Kyle Kuzma. Uzma. Hey
1: Russ is Russ is finally happy that he's in a city that there'll be more uh, pictures taken of his pregame fits. We know Russ is, is deep into the uh, into the fits. clothing scene. He, he wants to he wants to get more pub on those fits, man. He's coming in with all these all these different looks, looking like a 1996 uh, MTV music
0: video. <laughs> hey, he's gonna be getting plenty of plenty of looks in LA, man. <laughs> hey, but as far as Pat Bev goes, man, I, I'm just sad. I'm sad. I'm gonna miss him a lot one of my favorite Clippers to ever play, but Clipper nation, I, you know, it's not a bad move. It's not a, a horribly bad move. It's not, you know, our front office has always been looking out for the, for our best interests as a team. So we just have to believe in these guys. And I know a lot of Clipper fans are pissed off, but again, man, this is a business and, you know, we have to root for the Jersey that's just w- what we got to do. And it is, you know, there's some players that we all get attached to. I mean, shit, man. We were so attached to Blake and Blake's Blake's was out of left field too. After we promised yeah, him Blake's was, Blake's, was dirty. <laughs> Blake's was a dirty one. That was, that was messed up. Bla- I know, but look, when you look back at these things, man, the getting rid of Chris Paul and the getting rid of the Blake contract were, were blessings for us. We wouldn't be in this position that we're in. If we weren't thinking three years ahead, you know, we have to, th- think ahead we have to plan for this season with no Kawhi Leonard for however long I mean we shit the guy could be back in February we have no idea he he can give up the whole season he could be be here by the playoffs but we need to prepare to get to get points on the board for the next you know eight months that Kawhi is not going to be with us so I think that's what they're planning for and um clipper nation i think there's another move in the books i think something's gonna happen with that maybe it's not Millsap. maybe they have somebody else that they've been eyeing for a while um, to help us out but either way man mr 94 feet patrick beverly you are going to be missed and he's been liking our posts too patrick every (laughs) every time i tag patrick beverly in a post he sees it he double taps it he should. I wish he would have commented on it last night, but he didn't. But it is what it I is. I bet
1: his phone was on fire uh, last night with everything coming through. Definitely was. But hey, so before before we go, mm-hmm. I where do you think if you had if you had a I know this is right off the top. Mm-hmm. Destinations for Rondo, where where would you want him to end up?
0: Destinations for Rondo. Well, first of all, I'd like to see IT get a position before Rondo gets a position. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm so (laughs) crazy. You know, that's another, like, let's take a risk on on IT. If we need another guard, he's cheap. Shit, bring him in. (laughs) A good place for Rondo. Huh. I think the Lakers thing that you said is fine. Portland?
1: Portland could use Mm him, maybe, as a Mm -hmm. backup point guard. They got Simons up there. I'm trying to think of, like, like, Miami, right? Can Miami fit him in? can Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee has George Hill, but can Milwaukee bring him in? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm thinking maybe Boston. Would he would he even want to go back to Boston? I don't I don't think so, probably not. The Knicks, of course, I always think of them. They, you know, they got D Rose, why not throw Rondo out there? I think they're I mean the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think there is like a lot of landing places for Rondo and I'm I'm very curious to see, you know, if he can recapture that little thing that he had with the Lakers in the bubble where he was just, it was like turning the clock back Rondo to, you know, six, seven years ago. We know he doesn't want to go back to Dallas and we probably, well, he doesn't want to play for Rick Carlisle. So we'll say that. He doesn't want to go to Indiana. Indiana's not going to be on the list.
0: And he's been banned from Sacramento, too. So that's he's, not yeah, happening. Not doing either.
1: Sacramento. So and I don't think he wants to go back to Dallas. Who knows? I think him and Cuban with that Carlisle thing probably burned a bridge. So we know there's a lot of places that Lear definitely knows for, <laughs> for Rondo. But I do think, you know, there's there's a lot. I mean, what about the Pelicans? Pelicans could use a fucking I was another th- point guard.
0: I was thinking about that. I think he at this stage of his career obviously wants to go to somebody that's contending. So I, I like the, uh, I like the Miami thing. I think that, I think he fit in perfectly in Miami again. Like I also feel that we were, we, I feel like the organization was so pressured into remember the whole narrative last year was the Clippers needed offensive score. We need an offensive minded guard and like the playmaker, the the playmaker, right? That's what we need. The playmaker. And we got pressured into doing this when at the end of the day, we still needed Lou Williams. Like that's who we needed, and he was seven million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's what we needed. I,
1: I I started. That was my whole point when I started it. It's the Lou Williams one, and, and I have I admitted I was wrong myself. If I, I would have done the same deal that the Clippers did last year, and it was it was a mistake. So that was that's that's on me, and that's on the Clippers. But, but
0: what was I saying,
1: Drew? What was I saying? You were saying you want to keep Lou. Will. Keep Lou Williams. Yes, change nothing. You didn't want anything to change. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing one the one team that I then is since we did this little exercise with Rondo it's Philly that's the team that I think makes the most sense uh, I think they have a little bit of space to squeeze them in they need more point guards that can actually play the point guard position Doc, Shake, he's you know, played for Doc before Shake Milton is fine but he's not a, he's not really a point guard he's more of a zero guard than he is a point guard and Rondo just getting those nice passes the like entry passes are a thing that people don't talk about a lot but when you have a big man like Embiid entry passes are everything because he works his ass off to get that position and if you throw him a pass that shit he has to you know move out of that position so i think rondo on the on the sixers actually that might be my favorite spot for him if it's not the Pelicans.
0: Don't forget that he's got to be throwing entry passes to Andre Drummond as well, Drew. Don't forget about <laughs> don't forget about the twin towers in Drummond and MB. Another reason to bring in Rondo. They got two, they got two towers down there. Look, I think a lot of the teams are gonna want Rondo. Who wouldn't yeah, want yeah, Rondo? Yeah. Like it's gonna, yeah. it's wherever, he, you know, people are he's he's gonna be wanted somewhere. So yeah, you know, it is what it is. But either way, that's what I wanted to say about Patrick Beverly, Mr. 94 feet. Yeah. He's he's on my uh my notepad right now. You're forever entrenched in the Clips and Drew notepad even <laughs> though I took no notes on this, but yeah man. Sad day for Clipper Nation, but we're going to prevail. We're going to move forward. Welcome EB back to Los Angeles. Let's hope that we can spark. Man, Eric Bledsoe had some good moments for us back in the day, dude. Like oh, before
1: Bled- he left for Phoenix, it oh. was like he was almost he was competing for with CP for minutes.
0: And, that he was. This was. was like
1: this was like let's get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we saw, we saw- let's get him let's get him to Phoenix, please. I don't want to. He needs to stop hustling so hard. We saw uh, the writing on the wall with Bledsoe. Like fuck, man, we're gonna have to pay this dude. Like we're gonna have to pay him at some point. So, getting him back, let's resurrect the career, Bled. Let's start a whole new narrative about you, man. This is you know you're playing with a bunch of vets, superstars, and OG vets, man so i'm expecting a lot I, I expect good things from eric bledsoe let's not forget the guy was averaging 18 points a game at one point in his career you know what i mean like 18 20 points a game the guy the guy's good so hopefully i'll be saying that you know in seven months and i'm not pissed off that we have <laughs> eric fucking Bledsoe. okay yeah so either I way uh you got anything else to say uh i no i don't i don't have anything else Good. Well, this is an emergency podcast. We haven't done this in a long time. Uh, we'll be back this week with episode two oh four. But for now, peace and love, Mr. 94 feet, Patrick Beverly. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. You know what it is, you know what it is, you know where you're at. This is the follow